Easter is the high point of the liturgical year, uh, and there is a good reason for that. It's not every day that the dead come back to life, but if Easter is the theological center of Catholic faith, Christmas is very near its heart. Belief in the resurrection of Christ might leave some people unconvinced, but who can resist a baby? This makes Christmas one of the most celebrated holidays of the year, and every culture, every family, celebrates it with their own unique traditions. It's also true of monasteries. For us, the monastic Christmas begins on the 17th of December with traditions going back to the 10th century. Parishes also have their customary ways of celebrating the season with solemn liturgies, Christmas concerts, hymn sings, pageants, and occasionally something a little extra, something a little unusual. Years ago, when I was a young priest, I worked in a parish here in the Midwest, and I was told of another parish nearby that had one of these unusual Christmas customs. The crash was set up in the middle of the sanctuary. All the familiar figures were there, the Virgin Mary, St. Joseph, the angel and the shepherds, the ox and the sheep. One figure, however, was missing, the baby Jesus. That's because he was in the choir loft attached to a wire that ran directly down to the crib. At midnight mass, when the priest intoned the Gloria in excelsis, someone in the loft would give the, a, a little push and the Christ child would glide down to his place in the crib, landing gently in some hay. It was the highlight of the Christmas liturgy. Over time, the wire became rusty. The baby Jesus slid down slower and slower until it finally arrived at its appointed place anywhere between the Agnus Dei and the Ite Missa Est. One year, as the story goes, the parish custodian got a great idea to clean the wire, and he oiled it. On Christmas Eve, some of you are already anticipating this, that on Christmas Eve, when the glory was intoned, Jesu Bambino shot down the wire like a Lamborghini doing 150 miles through a school zone. He landed in the crib with the force of a cement truck. The wire snapped. The, snatch, the statue bounced out of the crash and smashed on the white marble floor, and that was the end of that particular Christmas custom. I was not inclined to believe this bit of liturgical kitsch was possible until a number of people who claimed to have been there and seen it assured me that it really was true. True or not, it's the theology behind the story that really counts. And in this case, the theology has more in common with the storyline of a Marvel comic book superhero than it does with everything we know about the Lord from the Gospels. Sending an infant Bethlehem down a wire at the Gloria looks a little too much like Spider-Man ziplining down to earth from heaven ready to take on the human condition mano a mano. The divine liturgy of Christmas ritually enacts a different kind of story with a very different kind of savior. We see the shocking, if not disturbing, reality of a God encountered in a body of a helpless infant having the full range of human activities. He eats, he sleeps, he cries and cuts his teeth. 
He has to crawl before he can walk. The Logos, the eternal word, must babble like an infant before he can learn to speak good Aramaic and read good Hebrew. And yet, he is at one and the same time revealed as the eternal son of the eternal father, a humble God who sneaks into his creation beneath the radar. This gives a unique insight into who God is and how God works. The universe exists and is moved by a love that refuses to bully us or force us to love him in return, and who certainly refuses to let us fear him. God in Christ will go to even greater length than this. He will accept the logical outcome of the human condition that comes in the form of a personal expiration date for every single one of us. The truth of the Incarnation will only be fully revealed on the cross on Good Friday as the ultimate sign of God's helplessness and vulnerability. Christmas tells us that God lives and moves by emptying himself of everything, giving away all that he has and is. It is the celebration of divinity's unconditional surrender of himself into our hands, a stunning act of total capitulation by the all-powerful creator and master of the universe. According to the scholastic adage, bonum est diffusium sui, goodness shares itself with others. Infinite goodness shares itself without limit to everyone, everywhere, at the most intimate and vulnerable way imaginable. The fullness of divinity, might, and glory contained in the body of an infant with a diaper rash. Hidden in the manger of a lowly stable is infinity, and more, infinity of love and mercy. There is no straining our eyes to see a distant God of glory and majesty. There is but a humble God whose fullness dwells in that space that we ourselves are not small enough and simple to enter.